Welcome to Man Fully Alive Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Man Fully Alive comes from the well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says, The glory of God is man fully alive. Do you want to be a man fully alive? Do you want to be filled with both passion and purpose for God and your own life? Do you want to find out just what you were made for? Then join us on Man Fully Alive Podcast. Welcome to Man Fully Alive. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Nicholas, how you been, bud? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Been healthy, been working hard. Health. All those good things. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah, there you go. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> well, it's Maybe not wealthy. But that's, well, that's you know, right. wealthy and things that matter. That's right. So it is episode 33. Excellent. 30, 33. 33, the age of the Lord. The age of the Lord. This better be a good one. And guess what? It is. It is. <laughs> We're going to talk about faith. Faith is... Uh, faith. Faith is everything, right? We're going to talk about uh, what it is, what it isn't, and uh, how, how we can foster it, right? That sounds great. Let's kick it off with a prayer. Very good. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, you are the source of all that is good. You are the source of our faith. You are the giver of faith. And you are the one that in faith we love. So we ask you tonight to help us to raise our hearts and minds to you, to look at the depths of the mystery of this virtue, and to hopefully come away learning how to live it better. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving it. So tonight, the virtue of faith we discuss, and uh, this is a first of a three-part series on faith, hope, and love. So let's... Let's talk about this, and uh, one of the one of the first places it appears in scriptures is actually uh, that comes to mind. Not the first place it appears, but one of the first places that comes to mind is the the quote from Hebrews. This is Hebrews eleven one. Uh, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So, first thing that kind of comes striking out of that is that this is not reliant on your senses this is reliant on your belief that's right faith is belief uh in in what god has revealed um through his church through the scriptures um and it culminates in a response right so it's all the things that we that we believe that we receive from god whether that be a belief in god himself Mm -hmm. or belief in the authority of the church that he set up or belief in the power and efficacy or the effectiveness of the sacraments. Sure. These are the things that we believe. And then faith also includes our response to those things, uh, how we live them, how we desire them, how we seek them. Internal or external or both? Both. Both. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So faith is kind of the, uh, the, the starting point. This is the seed, right? And faith as it grows can eventually you know, lead to lead to conviction, right? That's right. Well, and in fact, faith has to grow because the first place where we receive it is in baptism. In baptism, we get sort of these infantile stages of the virtues of faith, hope, and love. The Holy Spirit, when he dwells within us at baptism, brings these gifts. But they're baby gifts, you know? Yeah. And they have to mature. They have to grow as we grow. So I, I've kind of, I'm thinking about this in kind of real world application. 
uh, when I when I tell my kids that if they don't do what I ask, they're going to be in trouble and there will be a punishment, they have faith that I'm going to deliver on that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I should say ooh or like amen. Or, I don't know. What my, uh oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, think about it. Like I I had faith in my dad that we were going to get in trouble if we weren't doing something the way he wanted us to, or we weren't being nice to our, uh, my older sister or pretty much any time that we were at that place where my dad had given us a standard to live up to. And I wasn't meeting it. I had faith that my father would give us a punishment if he found out that I was being less than I was capable of. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, uh, sort of like a, a negative example of the exact same thing. It's, it's to believe that what somebody has promised will happen, will do. And, and God has made lots of promises. He says, you know, I'm, I am leaving to my father's house and my, my father's castle, my father's house has many rooms where I'm going to prepare for you, sort of on the positive note in terms of God, uh, Jesus essentially promising salvation if only we don't get in our own way, if only we allow him to truly be in charge. I think the difference is, is though, when I think about, you know, the, the reaction of a father, right, or that my kids know they'd get in trouble if they stepped out of line or did something that they weren't supposed to, right, there'd be a punishment. That same level of faith is what the Old Testament God provided for many of our Christian ancestors, right? Um, and now we've kind of been far removed because we don't see God working in these Old Testament ways, right? He's not parting the Red Seas. He's not doing these things. So faith is oh so more necessary at this stage in the game because we don't have these physical proofs outside of the Eucharist and the sacraments. Right, right. Well, that's just it. I mean, <clears throat> Old Testament miracles were, were rare, uh, even though they seem to be plentiful because we read the old testament and we go oh well it's there and there and there but yeah <clears throat> that was over many 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 years <laughs> if we think about it well it happened like 30 times here I, in the last I, thousand I, years i know my goodness <laughs> but if you think about it miracles of the eucharist happen every hour of every day mm -hmm. uh, miracles of forgiveness and conversion happen every hour every minute probably of every day um and so yeah our coming to faith uh, it does look different between the Old Testament and the New Testament. However, it is faith still in the same God. God doesn't change. He is the same uh, yesterday, today, and forever. But but faith and hope can sometimes get confused because yeah, I was I, I, on more than one occasion I've I've been I've used the word hope in the place of faith. Sure, uh, or vice versa. I really need to have hope in this situation. No, yeah. I really need to have faith. Yeah, as it would be the, the the building block that maybe hope could come from. Right, right. and the two are uh, intimately entwined. I mean, I think it's safe to say that without faith there is no hope, and without hope there's no real true faith because uh, hope is sort of an expression that naturally comes from almost necessarily so from faith, and so um, the two are intimately entwined. But what is the difference? Um, yeah, what is the difference? <laughs> so, so faith is all about. Uh, believing in that which God has revealed through his church, right? And that he is going to fulfill his promises. Faith is also the uh, response that we have. So God, God educates and God promises and we believe him. Uh, we believe that he is telling the truth and we react or we, we act in faith back towards 
God in the way that we live out our faith, receiving the sacraments, saying our daily prayers, um, being in relationship with God. So faith is primarily about a relationship that God has initiated and we are expected to respond to. Mm-hmm. So what does that response look like? Well, I mean, it, it definitely includes living out the sacramental life, receiving okay. the sacraments, uh, but also having uh, a prayer life outside of the sacraments or, or you know, in, in, in conjunction with the sacraments, e- either way, to, um, to love God, to, to actively seek him in everything, to, to recognize that we are dependent upon him for everything. But could we, I think we could simplify it further to just say that to believe to have faith, to believe, means to obey God. It does. Well, yeah, I think that is a good, a good summation because obedience is, is the way that we respond to the truth that we have been told. Yeah. Um, it's the way that we obey our parents, right? We have faith that our parents have what our best thoughts at heart, and our best, the best uh, path forward for us because we're, when we're children, you know, our brains aren't fully developed and we haven't had enough life experience right. to know better, but we rely uh, on that, the love that they have for us by having faith that the teachings that they've shared with us are for our best. Yeah, well, and we are still just children when it comes to God, right? Absolutely. He, he is still our father and we have to, we have to uh, follow him, obey him, um, because we don't know better and we never will know better than God. But in terms of hope, how is that different? Hope then is a hope in something not yet known, not yet fulfilled. And so hope looks to the future rather than faith, which is in the now. So how do we put that in practical terms? Just easily understood, what's the difference between faith and hope? Well, uh, I was reading an article that had a really great uh, illustration of this. uh, And it said, you know, imagine a child... uh, the way that a child feels whenever his father tells them that they're going to go to an amusement park, right? Well, the child believes that they're going to go to the amusement park, right? Based on the father's word. He has faith that the father is going to fulfill his word. At the same time, that belief within the child uh, kindles within them a great joy, right? Yeah. That, that <laughs> joy. <laughs> I, I, I had trouble sleeping the nights before. Right. Our family would be going to an amusement oh park. Oh my gosh, we're going to an amusement park. <laughs> yeah, that joy is like hope, right? So the child's natural trust in the father's promise is faith, but the child's squeals of delight and jumping in place and being all excited, those expressions are hope. In hope, we feel like God is going to do what he's promised and we're excited about it. Okay. So then, I guess without true hope for heaven, it would signal a weakness in our own faith. Yes, that's right. I mean, if we don't have true hope, then then our faith would look like... Unmatured. Robots. <laughs> we would look like robots. We're like, yes, we believe in the Lord, but we're not excited about it. Well, and if we were robots, we wouldn't have what we all have, which is free will. Precisely. So if you don't have free, free will, will yeah. yeah, if you don't have free will, you can't really have faith. Because think about this, if Christ comes and he just unveils himself to to the masses, at that point, we are not falling for our Lord in love with him out of anything other than fear, right? Right. Superior being coming down, better not make him mad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
that that's not the type of relationship Christ is wanting for us. But that's that, well, more on that when we get to love. But the necessity of faith is that which we have not seen, yet we still believe. And so uh, that's right. And, you know, a lot of people in their faith journey might start there. They'll start with faith out of fear. But yeah. that's an immature faith. So a mature faith would really faith that is it is desired to be matured would require a commitment of your whole self freely to God. Like faith is submitting to the will of the Lord. Yes. And saying, right? It, it, uh, and responding to it. Oh gosh, from the uh, from the Our Father, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Yes, exactly. We're ascending to what God has told us, mm-hmm. what we know to be true, uh, because God has informed His church, uh, and then we are responding to it by a life well lived, a moral life lived for God. So, the other part of this is not just the commitment, like the. Uh, the response. The other part of this is it being a gift. And That's if right. faith is also a gift, uh, where this is also found in scripture is no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. So the first invitation is that of our Lord to us. It always. is not of, of us to our Lord. Always. A God is always the first mover. He's always the first to invite and the first to tell or to say. That's mm-hmm. why, I mean, Jesus is the word of God. Yeah. God the Father spoke the word for all eternity, and he is the first to act. And then Jesus came on earth and established his church and, and gave the first invitation. Our, our faith is always a response to the actions that God first took. Always. Always. Yeah. You know, the other thing that's big, that's a really big thought, isn't it? It's huge. It's huge. Because if, if, if we know that God has made the invitation that it, that it forces us to, to a decision, that's why free will comes into it. If we're, if we're given an invitation, we are, we have to either say yes or no. Yeah. And if we do believe we have to commit. That's right. Which, which is hard, which is like, there's a lot of people afraid of commitment. Like you'll come to church, but you're still like, I'm not that into it, guys. I, I mean, you, you really stepped this thing. I'm not to that level yet. And the, the sad thing is, is that's where beautiful marriages come from, right? A fully committed, these people that have been married for 60 and 70 years and, and just, you know, even the ones that have been married for a short amount of time, but you can tell that they just, they've given themselves wholly to another person and wholly to the Lord, their, their relationship is, is kind of in his hands. And that's a beautiful example of where your faith can fit within relationship. Yeah. Jesus even says in scripture, I, I do not want you, I, I want you <clears throat> to, to either be cold or hot, because if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out. <clears throat> we can't be lukewarm with the, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. When he gives us the invitation we have to say with conviction, either yes or no. Yeah, not. Mm, I'll get back to you. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just stand over here sure and watch yet. for a while. Well, and and that's the <laughs> that's the world that we live in is this gray area world. Instead of yeses and nos, we get maybe. Right. I just don't want to make a commitment or a decision, and that's. I mean, keep in mind, we are. This is manfully alive. The most manly thing a guy can do is make his decisions. Yes. And, and, and live with the decisions that he makes. That's right. right. Because that's responsibility. That's, that's a part of maturing. Um, so the, the two parts to this are first faith is our response to God. 
that comes from baptism. And faith is a gift. And if we treat something like a gift, it, it, it comes to life. So one, one more thought that I want to get to, and then I, uh, we can close out in a prayer. But can you, Nicholas, have faith without relationship? No, you, you have nothing to believe in without relationship. You don't, you don't believe in inanimate objects. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they are there or they're not. So if I say, I believe in God, and you say, well, when was the last time you talked to him? And I say something to the extent of, well, that's not how my relationship with God works. <laughs> I'd, I'd say then your love for him is, is based on something inappropriate or, or wrong or fake. It's, it's not real. Exactly. You, you, you have no idea who he is, right? Right. And this is where I constantly use the reference of hippie Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loved all. Jesus accepted all. Jesus just met people where they were, and he said, I love you. Yeah, that's and a f- I'm there for you. Some of those things might be true about Jesus, but that's a fake Jesus because it's not based on relationship. It's based on an idea of who you want Jesus to be. Yeah, that's this is different. this is revisionist history yes. of Jesus. If you if you actually study the scripture, you will see that he had standards for his followers. Yes, I mean even Peter, the rock on which he built his church, at one point corrected Jesus and he said get behind me Satan yeah right yeah. and if you'll note Satan and God aren't have ever really they're for not, a long time they're not real on. buddy buddy <laughs> yeah they're not like hey old pal <laughs> let's get together for dinner on Sunday no no they they don't talk anymore and so you union with our Lord is separation from sin and faith is that belief and belief is what allows us to commit our own will to that of God. That's right. To to ascend to God's will because we believe that what we have learned is is true. And it's a surrender, it's which true. is the hardest part for men to do because it's a death of our pride. Yes, and but but it's absolutely a requirement. We in order to be good servants of the Lord, we have to be men of humility, ready to do his will and not our own. I love it. So on that. Yeah. Should we finish in a prayer? <laughs> Absolutely. Pray it up. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, men of faith, whew, help us to be men of faith. Help us to grow in faith. Help us to admit if we are weak in our faith and ask for your Holy Spirit to come down upon us and ignite the fire of your love within us and help us to believe in times of doubt. When, when the church is in a place where you're saying, the men, maybe the men that I've put my faith in haven't lived up to the highest standards in the church, or maybe the church is composed entirely of, of, of sinners, right? Maybe these things can all bring us fear, but help us to rely on our faith in you, that the good of the world is being brought about. And we just ask all this through uh, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For Manfully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Take it easy.